Sabbath Tabernacle of Praise. This is truly the day the Lord has made. The psalmist says, let's rejoice and be glad in it. I'm glad, so glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit as we sing Sabbath Rest. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, happy Sabbath, everybody. Come on, if you're glad to be in God's house, can you just wave your hand? Come on, can you just wave your hand? Can you just say, Lord, thank you? Come on, if you're really glad to be here, can you say, Lord, we love you? Oh, that sounds like about two or three of us. We are so blessed and honored to be in the house of the Lord today. want to say welcome to you. Happy Sabbath. God is good. And all the time. Amen. And he is definitely a good God and he is worthy of all of our praise. You may be seated in the presence of our amazing God with a blessing and an honor to be able to be in the midst of a king like Jesus. None other king like King Jesus. We bless him and we honor him today. Um, thanking him for the Sabbath. Thanking him for a day of rest. Thanking him for keeping us through the week and danger seen and unseen we just bless his name and we give him honor and we give him glory I want to just take this opportunity to welcome you or who are visiting with us online and um, we praise God for you we know that that you can click it and go anywhere else but we thank God that you are here with us worshiping with us on this beautiful Sabbath day 
We also want to welcome you who are visiting with us in the physical space. If this is your first time, can you just wave your hand? just want to take a mental note if we have any worshipers here for the first time. Praise God. It's a blessing to, to be able to worship in the beauty of holiness, to be able to just come before the King of kings and the Lord of lords and acknowledge him as our Savior. Just a couple of announcements as we spend this time together today. Um, we want to just recognize all of our birthdays in the month of January. Um, and so we know that there we celebrated last week, but we just want to see if you, you have a birthday this week. Can you just wave your hand, wave them? Amen. This week, praise the Lord for our 16-year-olds. Come on, somebody. We praise God for you. Um, and I understand that we are celebrating anniversaries as well. And I'm going to ask, um, sister, somebody celebrating an anniversary. Um, is it this week, this month, tomorrow? Tomorrow. She knew who I was talking to. I just, I didn't even have to say anything. Amen. Bro, Mike, I see you in the back. Who is this up here, bro, Mike? Who, who is this? Your wife. You sure? <laughs> Claim her, bro, Mike. But we celebrate you both. Anniversary, how many years? 39 years. 39 years. Hey, Amen. Well, I'm going to let the cat out the bag because Brother Mike, he pulled me to the side. He said, Pastor, he said, tomorrow's our anniversary. Yes, he did. That's a, did he get some brownie points? I hear everybody saying, ah. Oh. Is that a brownie? Yeah. Brother Mike, I gave you some brownie points, man. <laughs> he said, Pastor, tomorrow is our anniversary. He said, make sure you announce it. I said, yes, sir, I got you. And I got ready to walk away, and he pulled me back. He said, Pastor, I ain't playing with you. <laughs> so I announced it, bro, Mike. Happy anniversary. God bless you both. I'm 39 years. We love you guys. When I grow up, I want to be just like you. Amen. Any other anniversaries that we're celebrating this in the month of January? Is that a hand waving? Hey, man, you kind of threw it up and down. How many years? Ten years. Okay, we take it. We take it. We take ten years. Amen. We take ten years, so we celebrate you as well. Um, but can we sing happy birthday? Can we sing happy birthday? Amen, amen. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Another quick reminder, and I'm going to get out of your way. Um, we will hold off on board meeting on this coming Monday, um, but you will hear more about that at a later date. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we can do nothing, but with you, we're more than conquerors. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. Have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. to stand to your feet because this is the day that the Lord has made and we will be glad and we'll rejoice in it.
good time, gonna have a good time. <laughs> good time, gonna have a good time. Oh yes, gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. We've come to praise the Lord. <laughs> We've come to praise the Lord. Amen. It's a new year. We've come here to praise the name of the Lord, to magnify his name, to give him glory. We want to beat the devil down. This year, we don't want to be dealing with no enemies, no imps, no, because we so locked in on God, giving him praise that the enemy can't break through our praise. He can't affect us because our praise is so lit. We so locked in in praise where the trouble, they just fall off. They come so close and they just fall off because we're engaged. We're locked in. And that's where I want to spend the rest of my days, right there in the presence of my Lord. The one that is able to keep me in the midst of it all. The one that is able to hold me. Mm, anybody want to be held by Jesus? I'm not talking about by your lover or your friend or your co I I'm talking about Jesus. Hold me, Jesus. Keep me, Jesus. Because I believe that we serve an amazing God. And while it may seem like he's taking his sweet time to call his people home, I still believe that he knows exactly what he's doing. And that what he has in, in store for us, the plans that he has for us, it would be like that. So, Lord, as we gather our thoughts, as we gather our hearts, as we gather our minds, as we approach your throne, we want to invite those that are willing and able to come down to the altar as we lift up the name of the Lord. We want to remember Sister Elaine. We want to remember... Sister uh, O'Mill and his wife, Sister Alexandria. Uh, we want to remember Cynthia, Sister Cynthia. We want to remember all of those that are battling with health challenges. Uh, we want to remember you who are in the physical space who pressed your way out. We want to remember Sister Opal, the Lewis family. We want to ask you our covering over them. We want to remember our online family, guests, and friends as we approach God's throne. It's prayer time. It's prayer time. my Lord and my Savior, our God, our King, ruler, master of everything. We're so blessed, honored, and privileged to be able to open up our mouths and to bless your name. We're so thankful with the fact that you chose us to be a part of this amazing 2024 new year. 
thank you for our last night lying down, our early morning rising. Thank you for covering us and keeping us. We understand and know, Father, that it is because of your grace and your mercy that is new every morning that we are here today. So as we come, Father, with bowed heads and humble hearts, we ask you to forgive us of our sins. We're asking you, O oh God, that you will cover us from within. Uh, that wherever we go or whatever we do, O oh God, your name will be glorified. I lift up before you, O oh God, our online family and friends that have joined in. And you know their needs, their circumstances. You know what's going on. Families both near and far. We pray, O oh God, that you would do a great work. We ask, O oh God, that you would be with Sister Elaine and uh, Sister Betty, Sister Opal, Brother Lewis, that your covering would be up on them. Father, we continue to lift up before you, Sister Alexandra and Brother O'Meal. Pray for them, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We also lift up before you, O oh God, uh, Minister Price, as he's preparing to funeralize his sister on this week. We ask, O oh God, that you will be with the family in a very special way. Let them see you in the midst of this challenging time. Father, I pray that you will cover our church, our service here today. That you allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily in this here sanctuary. And when we leave here, oh God, we will not leave here the same way we came, but we will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. So do what you do, God. We pray for those that are in their seats today, oh God. We pray right now your covering, your shield, your protection. You know what they need, oh God, before they're even in need of it. We pray even for those that have come close to the altar. We lift up couples today. We pray for anniversaries, oh God. We pray for birthdays, oh God, with those that are celebrating, those that are thanking you, oh God, for another day of life, another day of marriage. Father, we know these are difficult times in the world in which we live in. We pray for the situation in California. We pray for the shooting that took place in Iowa. We pray for St. Louis, oh God. We pray for our country. We pray for our state. Oh God, we also pray for each and individual as we prepare to receive you with open arms. We love you. We thank you. And we give you all praise, honor, and glory. Forgive us, oh God, of our sins. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and amen again. Good morning, church family. It's the first Sabbath of 2024, 2024. Amen, amen. If God was good to you in 2023, would you say amen? Amen. Say amen again. Amen. I know he was good to you because I see you out here today. So truly you've been blessed. You know, many times, or rather if I ask who wants to have a closer walk with the Lord in 2024, everybody's hand would go up. I'm sure everybody's hand would go up. If I asked who would wants a closer walk with the Lord in 2024, everybody's hand's going to go up. But you know, the thing about it, when you ask God to give you a closer walk with him, there's something you have to do. You have to allow him to lead you. 
That's a decision that you have to make is to allow God to lead you. And I know everybody don't believe in New Year resolutions and setting goals, but you have to make a commitment and say, Lord, I want to walk closer with you. I want to be by your side. I want you by my side. I'm deciding now in my heart and in my mind, when you give me an opportunity, I'm going to take it. And many times what happens when we ask for a closer walk with the Lord, he wants to give us that closer walk through blessings and through opportunities. Yeah, we all want the blessings. <laughs> Everybody wants the blessings, but when it's an opportunity to show forth the love of God, sometimes we shy away from that. And when Jesus steps close to us, we step a little bit aside and say, don't stand so close to me. Somebody might notice that I'm trying to be a Christian, that I am a Christian, and I'm showing forth the love of God. We can't afford to do that. Because if we keep stepping away from Jesus, pretty soon he's not going to keep following us. He's just going to say, okay, it's your choice. We all have free choice, right? God's not going to make you follow him. He's not going to make us love him. He's not going to make us love our neighbors. And strange as it seems, he's not even going to make you love yourself. So our part is as our uh, united prayer for today says, Lord, bless us to overcome the stubbornness in our heart. Yes. Amen. And then remove all the hindrances that prevent us from following God. Amen. If we can just pray that prayer, God has promised when you pray, he's going to answer. Amen. No sincere prayer goes unanswered. So when God gives you blessings, praise his holy name, right? But when he gives you opportunities, take advantage of that opportunity. Many times we miss opportunities. We all did the uh, spiritual gift inventory where we uh, showed you what your particular talent and ability is and how it can be used to further God's work. So if you didn't take that, see me afterward and we'll get that taken care of. Because what we want here at Tabernacle of Praise is every member evangelism. Every member evangelism. Amen. We don't want somebody to do everything, but we want everyone to do something. Amen. We don't want anybody sitting on the pews doing nothing. There are so many opportunities that we have. For example, our 12-step to success program, an opportunity for you to draw closer to Christ. The outreach programs that we have, uh, outreach for the homeless, PM, personal ministry, those are opportunities to draw closer to Christ. Amen. Our discipleship class at 2.30 on, first, uh, on the Sabbath, that's an opportunity to draw closer to Christ. Now, I know everybody can't make each and every one of those activities. Amen. None of us can be in two places at once. But make a decision to do something for Christ this year. Amen. Now, for our discipleship class, we're going to do, this is a book from the General Conference, In His Steps. And it goes over the 28 fundamental beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist church. Now, many people say, I've been in church 10 years. That doesn't mean that you have a full understanding of the Bible. It doesn't mean that you even understand half the beliefs that you claim to believe. And many times you hear a person speak and you wonder, wow, where'd they get that idea? Or, I know that's not according to Scripture. Well, this is your opportunity to draw closer to the Lord through Bible study. That's discipleship class. 
If you need this book, see me afterward. And there's also reference online for it. This is our year, 2024, to move forward in God's name, to evangelize this community, your neighborhood, and the entire St. Louis area. Amen? Amen. Would our deacons uh, come forward to lift the morning's tithe and offering? Remember, our stewardship principle is sharing our time, talent, temple, and treasure for the glory of God. You can also give through our cash app, dollar sign, T-O-P giving. Mail it in to our treasure or hand it to the deacons as they pass by. Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege you give us each and every time to return our tithe and our offering, our time, our talent, and our temples to your worthy cause. We ask that you will bless what we give, knowing that we receive it all from you. Bless us to be more like Christ in all that we do. In his precious name, we thank you. Amen, amen. Exhibit an opportunity for everyone. Lee talked about everybody having a talent. 
and being able to do something in coming together. We want to come together as united as one. We want to come together on one accord, and we want to pray for specific things each and every day throughout this year, 365. We want to make sure that some prayer is going up, somebody is being touched, some event is being met. Whatever the case may be, we want to make sure that God is centered first. Amen. Amen. And so we come together as a united body to share, even with our conference. Amen. And so you're going to receive a, print, a, 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 a text message or an email. We need you to get your names to our, our communications department person. And she'll raise her hand. Karen. And if you get your name there, she will be sure to make sure that you get that text or that email. So that you can be praying. We want to pray as a united bunch each and every day. Lee mentioned that we're praying for surrendering our stubbornness today. Yes. Oh, yes. We need to make sure that we stop manipulating what we want and allow God's spirit to move within us. And so we're excited about what we're bringing. And so we want to take that acronym PUSH and pray until something happens. I promise you, if you do so, God is going to bless you. But greater than blessing you, he's going to bless his children all across this land. Because of the efforts we put forth in sharing this message through prayer. So we want to pray. Father God, right now, remove the stubbornness. Help us, Lord, to be united as one. Coming together, Lord, to share this gospel and to push, Lord, to push with every fabric of our being. And truly, Lord, we believe that you have already heard and that you will answer. So we thank you. And we give all honor, all praise, and all glory unto you. In Jesus' name.
definitely worthy. He's definitely worthy. He's definitely a God that is worthy to be praised. You may not you may not find any reason to give him praise, but 
whether you find reasons or not, he is still worthy. Whether you feel that he deserves your praise, he is still worthy. He is still God all by himself. He don't need our permission. He don't need our advice. Whether we are here or there, he's consistent in who he is. And I tell you, there's nothing like worshiping a God that is consistent. I'm sure we've all experienced some inconsistencies. Individuals may have said they're going to do something for you and left you hanging. Had every intent. But God is consistent in being God. And so we give him praise. We give him honor. And we give him glory. Because he is truly worthy all by himself. Our scripture reading is found in the book of James, chapter 1. We want to read that, these few verses. James, chapter 1, found in the New Testament. James chapter 1, a small book, some about five chapters. We want to read one beginning with verse 21 and read down to 25. When you find it, please stand with me as we read God's word. The Bible says in James 1, 21, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, an overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Verse 2, 22, you guys. Verse 23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, He is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Verse 24, you guys. My Lord, my Lord. Verse 25, all together. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer But a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Today, as you've read, we want to just talk about doers, not hearers only. Doers, not hearers only. Let us pray. Father, again, we thank you for what has already transpired in your sanctuary today. We pray now that you would take us even a little bit higher, draw us a little bit closer, fill us with your word. Let us not leave this place 
the same way we came. But let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name we pray that the people of God say amen and amen again. You may be seated. Doers and not hearers. A very timely message for such a time as this coming into a new year as we reflect over our, the last year um, and reminiscing over some things that we had planned on doing and some things that we wanted to do, but it just seems as if we just couldn't get it done. It seems as if no matter how hard I try to accomplish the task, it seems as if there was always something in the way. Um, it, it seemed like it was always something showing up on the calendar. It seemed like something was showing up in my day. No matter how I tried to fulfill this obligation, it seems as if it was always something going on. But I just want to stop by here to bring us back around a little bit and just help us understand that there are times when it's not the outside extremities that is keeping us from doing that which God has called us to do. But the truth of the matter is it is that thing that is within us. I want to help you today. I really do. I don't want to make anyone mad or anyone upset. I want everybody to leave rejoicing, knowing that God is sharpening you, that God is quickening you, and that God is positioning you for something greater. I believe that God wants all of us to excel in our fullness potential, that God wants us to be the best a version of us that we possibly can be. And I believe that with wholeheartedness that God makes no junk, that God makes no mistakes, and that God is intentional about what he does. But there are times when we get in the way of doing what God is calling us to do. Again, as I just said, I may have to stay here every now and again, just take us back um, every now and again through this message because I really want you to leave here with an understanding that it is not I, but it is Christ that is drawing us. Amen? That it is God, the one that woke you up. I had nothing to do with it. That it is God, the one that speaks to us. I know God used man. He used individuals. But the reality is we have to learn how to discern the voice of God and not the voice of man. Too many times we look at man as if it's the man that's saying it, as if it's the preacher that's saying it, and we're not looking beyond the man to see God moving in the atmosphere. Can I just help us right there? I'm not even looking at what God has given me because I, will, I would like to believe that God has the power and the authority to speak his message through whom he so desire. And if God want to do a shift, then God can do a shift. And we have to learn and understand understand when God is making a shift versus when man is making a shift. I declare to you, I'm not standing here in my own power, my own strength, or my own authority. If the truth of the matter is, I didn't ask for none of this. Can I just be real up in here today to let you know that I'm trying to get into the kingdom of God just like the next person. I'm trying to live my life a righteous way just like the next one. And if that means God, I have to do some things that's uncomfortable, then 
those things I will do. Why? Because I desire being with God better than my own comfortability. I desire walking with God more so than me making folk happy, making folk smile, making folk feel good. Because the truth of the matter is, I plan on being with Jesus at the end of the day. So I would like for you to come along with me. But if by chance you have something going on in your spirit and you feel as if you want to just feel some kind of way, then feel some kind of way. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what God has called me to do. Now, you may not understand it. It may not make sense because God is saying it's time for us to be hearers and start being doers. And the truth of the matter is we hear a whole lot. We're good hearers. Oh, yeah, we hear real good. Some of us hear too good. Sometimes we hear too much. We hear other folks' stuff, and, and, and we hear everybody's stuff, and, and you're just hearing all kinds, but you're not doing. You ain't doing. You're taking up space. You're just in the way. Oh, I know. I told you. I told you. I'm trying to put it on the front end because I don't want nobody mad, and I don't want nobody upset, but I would like to believe that God is trying to do a new thing in 24, that God want to take us a little bit higher, and the reality is when God moves you, that means you got to move. That means that the place that you're in, you can no longer be there. You can't stay in the same spot, and God move you in a higher level. It's not how it works. You expect to get higher, but you ain't trying to move. You want God to do something great, but you're not trying to be great. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I had to learn this. Like I said before, and I need you to really understand as I stand here, and I'm talking to the people online as well, because I am a believer that when God moves and when God speaks, that God speaks to the preacher first. So I need you to understand that I'm not saying something to you that doesn't apply to me. And any preacher that stands up and feels as if they have the audacity or the boldness or the authority to speak to you and they're exempt, that's a problem. Because I believe that God will take me through some stuff so that I will understand what it's like when you go through some stuff. So every now and again, I experience hurt. Every now and again, I experience somebody talking about me. Every now and again, I experience somebody hating on me. Every now and again, I experience that. Why? So that when you start talking about somebody don't like you or somebody's all up in your space, I can relate to that. And now it's my job as a pastor to now give you the spiritual implication of what you need to do and how to handle that. And it starts by, first of all, quit hearing the stuff and start doing some stuff. And James paints the picture. James paints the picture very clear. He reminds us very clearly. He says, therefore, lay aside all what? Filthiness. Oh, 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 I could stay right there. I could stay right there because the reality is we love our filth. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I'm messing with you now. I know it. I know it. You don't want me talking about that. That's a special, a, 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 a private place, a very special place in your, in your heart. We talked about that in Sabbath school. Elder Kwame, yeah. We talked about those hidden, those hidden corners, those, 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 those things that you want to keep God out of. That area that you don't want God to have nothing to do with. That area that you just, is so sacred to you that is unsacred for God. And the first thing we have to do according to God's word is that we have to lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. 
We got to do that, family of God. We got to get rid of that stuff that is causing us hindrance. That's causing us to fall short. I know what I get it. We've lived in it for so long. We've done it for so long. Uh, and, and, and we really become used to it. And, and, and we become immune to it. And now we don't even see it as filth. We don't even see it as foul. We don't see it as wrong. Because we've gotten to the point now where we see wrong as right and right as wrong. How dare you talk to me about my, you know, don't judge me. You know what? Uh, God is my judge. Yes, he is your judge. And the truth of the matter is my responsibility to do is, is to help you, is to, is, to, is, to, is to help you get to a place that when you stand before this judge, you're standing before him without spot and without wrinkle. And it would be wrong on my part as your pastor to stand here and not tell you about those woes. And it would be even wronger of me to stand here and tell you, but yet it doesn't apply to me. So like I said before, it's just it's hitting me just as hard as it's hitting you. That's if it's hitting you. Because too many times we hear the word, but we don't do the word. We hear it, it is so good. We hear it so good. We leave here and we leave here unchanged. We leave here the same way. And that's my prayer. Lord, let us not leave here the same way we came, but let us leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. And we leave here and we go back to our homes and we come back the same way. We just leave and come back. And there's no change. We're not forgiving. We're not loving. We're not trying to let go of stuff. He did this. He said that. She did this. She did that. And we hold on to it. And in our minds, it's right. In our minds, this is right. And we're not applying any of the biblical principles to the word of God. Be hearers of the word. Not just hearers of the word, but do the word. We got to do the word. We can't just hear it and sound good and get excited, but leave here in the same way we came. So we got to get rid of that filthiness. We got to get rid of it. Now, it's not my place to go through your life and pick out what's filthy and what's not. You know you better than I do. Matter of fact, God knows you better than you do. So if you can't be real with nobody, at least be real with him because he already knows. You know, you can fool me some of the times and you may fool me all the time, but you will never fool God. So it's best to go on and put it out there and say, God, I'm dealing with this issue. I have a problem with, with unforgiveness. I have a problem with pornography. I have a problem with lying. I have a problem with cheating. I have a problem, Jesus. And if you don't fix it, it can't get done. I have a problem in my marriage. I have a problem in my home, Jesus. I've got problems after problems after problems. And Jesus, I need you to fix it, to get rid of this wickedness that I may be about your business it's time to quit playing church everybody got a book to read everybody can can quote everybody can read scripture everybody can interpret scripture but let me help you out family of God their God is not the author of confusion And if what you come up with and what they come up with, if it's not lining up, you need to go back to the table and get it right. It's not, well, it's my way or the highway. But God is drawing us to a place where he's trying to prepare us for that place not made with hands. And it's high time that we let God be God. 
He set up structures. He know exactly what he's doing. He told Noah when he built the ark. Noah never seen an ark. Didn't know what an ark was. God gave him the dimensions. Gave him the height, the measurements. Told him how many rooms to put in it. Told him which animals. Told him everything about the ark. And all Noah had to do was simply do the work. If Noah had to just sat back and heard the word and never did the work, what do you think would have happened to Noah? Because the rain was coming. The rain was coming. Regardless if he was going to build it or not. God wasn't saying, oh, well, you know, Noah, uh, 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 the rain will only come uh, uh, depending on if you do this. No, no, no. God said, Noah, let me explain something to you. The rain is coming. This is what I need you to do in order to be prepared for the rain that's coming. And Noah built the ark. Not just hearing the word of God, but doing it. And as a result of him doing it, the Bible lets us know that Noah and his family so we got to go on a little further here because we need to understand. Uh, 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 but see, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Why? Because you are deceiving yourselves. That's why I said it. I say it all the time. I don't know if you really get what I'm saying when I say you can fool me some of the time. They fool me all the time. But you will never fool God. Let me tell you something. You don't have to put the face on. I wish, man, I wish we could just all be who we are and, and, and then take it off. Because you, I have no heaven or no hell to put you in or to keep you out of. You're really only deceiving yourself. You're trying to make yourself look good. And God is saying, you are simply a legend in your own mind. You got running around here thinking you got it all together. Won't folk to believe you got it together. Won't folk think you got this right and that right. And the reality is you missing it. You're deceiving yourselves. Because you all about hearing, but you stop with the doing. You don't want to do. And it's time for us to do. Because the word of God tells us that when we do, there are some things that happens. He says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and do not do and, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his uh, a natural face in a mirror for he observes himself, goes away. And here it is right here. The Bible didn't say that he forgets. The Bible said he immediately forget. No time wasted. Soon as you turn sideways for you to forget. And it's time for us to start remembering the laws of God. Remember what God has called us to do. Remember who we are as a people. Remember and understand the message that God has given us because we've turned away. And it's time for us to turn back to that which is of the Lord. Be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. And we're going to talk about these two ditches in a minute because see, sometimes we can be a hearer only and then we end up finding those individuals. They're just doers. They're just doing their own thing. They're just doers only. You got some that hear and that's all they do was hear and ain't trying to do. And then you got some that ain't trying to hear nothing because they're too busy doing. You're just doing it. 
And you're doing it declaring that God told you. Well, let me tell you something. God is not the author of confusion. God is not going to put you in the midst of something and then have all this popcorn jumping around here. Just hot, just, just popcorns in the pan. Just popping here and popping there and just all kind of stuff. And let me tell you something. If you're not careful, when you ever, if anybody ever burnt popcorn, that's the worst smell. I have to just throw that little bit in there. It's time, family, to be about God's word, doing his word, not just hearing it only. We good at hearing. We listen all the time. We got podcasts. We can sit back and listen all day long. You got books I can load on my, on my phone and sit back and just listen all day long. I can sit back. I can throw on me a podcast. I can listen all day long. I can sit back and watch a movie after movie and just listen all day long. But never do nothing. And we done spent all day doing nothing but listening. And you wonder where the time went. Because you've just been listening. I ain't hating on listening. But like I just spoke about those two ditches, you can listen and listen and listen and listen too much. My auntie told me a long time ago, she said, too much of it, one thing, too much of anything is not good for you. Even water. Even air. Get too much air in your lungs and watch what happens. While air is good and we need it to breathe, but too much of it. We need water to survive. Too much of it. So here we go. God is very intentional about what he's doing and what he's calling us to do. James uh, 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 elaborates on what he means by being doers of the word when he writes, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he is like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and preserves being no hearer who forgets what he, what, 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 what a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. In other words, one that listens, one that hears, and not only does he listen and does he hear the word, but now he goes out and he applies. And now he makes it applicable. Now he's doing what the word has called him to do. Now that's when you would get your breakthrough. That's when you would get your deliverance. When you start not just listening to what the word of God says, but now you're doing what the word of God says. And if the word of God is declaring, let it go, give it to me, then let it go, my brothers and sisters, and give it over to him. If the word of God is declaring that we ought to forgive and let it go, then we need to forgive. And let it go. Because let me help you out, family of God. That's holding on to it is not going to help the matter. It's not going to help the situation. It's not going to help anything. And if I can just go a little deeper, that's what the enemy want you to do. Hold on to it. Make them see it your way. Make them understand it your way. God is saying, you under, you're not understanding that your way is just as flawed as their way. When are you going to start listening and looking at it my way? 
When are you going to start going about it my way? You've tried it your way. You've tried it their way. You've tried it all those other ways. When are you going to stop and start doing it my way? Are you going to start applying these principles to your life and quit looking at everybody else like they, they, you're going to apply to, to their, what they need to do is? Well, what do you need to do? We can tell everybody else about what they need to do and how they should get it right and how they ought to sing and how they ought to move and how they ought to function. And you just as off-centered, off-key, out of balance, just as messed up as the next person. Trying to help us in. Not put you out. I'm trying to help you in. Not keep you out. And the truth of the matter is, when we sit back and look over our lives, I guarantee you, I hadn't talked to everybody in here. I talked to some, but I guarantee you, if I sit down with you, you will be able to pinpoint that thing in your life that is keeping you from getting your life right with Jesus. Why am I not growing closer? Why am I not growing like I should? Why am I still struggling with this? Why don't I feel excited anymore? Why have I lost the ability? Why, 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 why is it that, 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 that uh, you know, I'm just not moved anymore? I love showing up. Matter of fact, I need to show up because there is something there. I know it's something, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe I've just been doing it for so long and everybody's expecting me to do it. Well, let me help you out, family of God. There is no real reason to show up just so that folk can say you were there. I don't want you just showing up just to say I was there. The devil show up to say he was there. God said, I need you to show up because there is somebody that I need to connect you with that you need that, that um, you will help to help them out of their situation. I need a people that don't mind doing what the word of God is calling them to do because the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Nobody want to work. Nobody want to work. Everybody want to see the amazing effects, but nobody want to put hand to the plow. We're going into a new year, family of God, and it's time for us to get busy like bees. It's time for us to get out of the bench, get off the pew, get in the game, quit watching with our little flags, critiquing how, they, how things are going. And it's time for us to get in the game and be about our father's business. No more are we on the sideline. There should be every, every individual in the house of God ought to have some type of ministry, be a part of some type of ministry. Ministry, there ought not to be no lazy bees in the house. Everybody can do something. If singing isn't your gift, then help out with, the, uh, 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 with, with ushering. Maybe you're not a people person that we want to keep you away from the, the ushers. <laughs> because let's just be real, we did the spiritual gift. That may not be your gift. Get them out of the kitchen uh, and, and, and put them in the pantry. That may not be your gift. Serving folk may not be your forte. Then we need to get you off that line while you're serving folk with an attitude and put you somewhere. Put them on coats. Have them hanging coats. (laughs) Hey, 
It's time for us to be about God's business. It's time for us to move the needle. Because I can't do it. Three people can't do it. It's not set up that way for just the Bible says where there are two or three gathered in my name. There will I be in the midst. But let me help you out along the way because see, we like to pitch our tent and stay right there and not want to move anywhere else. The reality is God said that where there are two or three in the midst, there will I be in the midst. But at the same time, God said, come, all of you come. Forsake not the assembling of us coming together. Come, all of you. It's not about where there's two or three. That means that you are missing something. Because three, the last time I checked, Doc, is only one, two, three. Somebody's left out because there are more than three people in this place today. So if it was only based on the three, then somebody's going to be left out. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm number one. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Because I'm trying to get to a place called heaven. I understand that there are more days in front of me, I mean behind me, than are in front of me. Which means that Jesus is coming soon. No man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. So here it is, family. We've got to go about it because James gives a practical example when he says, what good is it, my brother, if, any, if someone says that he has faith but does not do have the work? I can tell you all day long about my faith, but if there is no evidence... There has to be evidence when we're dealing with God. There has to be proof. Jesus came, and the proof that he was the Messiah is that he had done several things. He didn't just come down here, walk amongst us, broke bread with us, and ate with us, and said, I'm the Messiah, and we just, no, no. He raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. He opened the ears of the deaf. Jesus made it very clear that he was the Messiah. He walked on water. He did everything that he had to do to let the people know that I'm not just Mary's baby. I'm not just a carpenter. But I am the one that you've been looking for. I am the one that you've been calling on. I am he in your midst. The one Abraham's uh, 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 before Abraham was, I am. James is trying to help us understand some things here. That it's not enough to just say I hear and not go out and do. And like I said earlier, family God, because I don't want us to leave here feeling that we just have to go out here and just do whatever we feel we want to do. The Bible tells us that God, again, is not the author of confusion. And that we have to move in a way that is pleasing unto our Lord and Savior. That's why we have a structure. That's why we have a structure, even in our church. You have structures on your job. Nobody just clock in, clock in late too many times. Everybody looking at me now like I'm just out of pocket right here. Uh-huh. Start taking too many days off and watch what happens. Yeah. 
structure, rules, regulations. You may not like it, I get it, but see, I don't know why when we get to church, we feel we just want to abort the rules and regulations. We get to God's house and we just want to lay them to the side. I don't know why we need. God said we need to be doers of the word. You see, to be doers of the word is to put our knowledge of God and his ways into action. What we've learned here is what we take out there. When we understand and know that God is a healer, that when we go out of these walls, that's what we speak, that's what we preach, that's what we teach. We let the people know that we serve a God. Let me, let me, let me introduce you to a God that is able to heal. Someone is dealing with that. Uh, well, 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 let me introduce you to a God that can help you with that alcohol addiction. Let, 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 me, he, let, let me introduce you to a God that is able to give you happiness in your saddest moment. Let, 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 me, let me introduce you to a God that is able to sustain you when everybody else is coming against you. Let me introduce you to a God that will keep you in the midst of difficulties. Let me introduce you to a God that has all power in his hands. Let me introduce you to this God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could think or even imagine. Let me introduce you to the great I am. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. If you have any issues, come unto me, the Bible says, all ye that are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. If you're struggling, come to Jesus. Because the doers of the word is to put our knowledge of God in action. What is the use of hearing the word of God if we're not corrected and encouraged to do what is right? What's the point in us coming here and feeling good and saying we had a wonderful time? The the choirs did an amazing job. The musicians, I tell you, ushered us into the presence of God and, and then we leave and that's it. There is more to the story. There is more to what God is calling us to that is not about me, but it's about God and what God is trying to do as he's wrapping up these last days. God is saying, I'm doing something on another level. I just need simple obedience. I just need some people that don't mind getting out of the way, that don't mind getting out of their comfort zone and let me lead the way. I just need a few people that don't mind Trusting me a little bit more. And what does that trust look like? It looks like as, a, as we come together and as we lay a foundation as a people. Because that's how we move in here. We don't move as individuals. We don't move as individuals. Everything we discuss it, we talk about it, we make plans. We try to come together and organize the best way possible because at the end of the day, it's not about one person. And if you're moving on as an individual, then you're moving out of pocket. 
You're moving out of pocket. Because we move as an individual. We, I mean, we don't move as an individual. We move as a body. We move as a family. We have discussions. We have board meetings. We talk about it. We're going to go over it. We want to make sure that everything is straight. I want to make sure even I do that, even as a pastor, I have to just put it out there to let you know that I cannot move on my own accord. Because I'm liable to move wrong. And I want to be able to represent the body of Christ the best way I know how. So again, being a doer of the word is not about achieving salvation through our works, nor is it about sanctifying ourselves. Rather, it is about abiding in Christ and allowing his word to fully affect our lives. And now you're moving based off of God and Christ and not off of man and not off of your own self, your own wisdom. But you're moving rather is a is 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 uh, um, uh, you're moving rather is moving based off of the spirit of the living God. I'm about to wrap this up. Because what we have to understand, family of God, as we go through, James is reminding us. But he who looks into this perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. Notice what James do right here. When James, when first started the conversation, uh, uh, James reminds us in verse 22, he says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves but then when we jump down here to verse uh, 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 um, 25 24 25 he says he who observes himself goes away and immediately forget what kind of man he was verse 25 says but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work This one will be blessed in what he or she does. Doers of the word. But then he shifts and talks about doers of the work. You see, you have to understand that when you are doers of the word, there are three things that happen. I'm going to say them, I'm going to hit them, and I'm going to get out your way. The first thing that happens is that you, you are changing your position. You see, when you are doing the work, Doing the word and allowing the word to get you into that workspace. Now you have changed your position. No more are you in one spot. Now the word have you moving from place to place. You are changing your position. In other words, you are now putting yourself in a position to where God can use you better. Now God can do some things, not just in your life, but but in somebody else's life, which is taking me to my next one. Not only does it change your position, but it also changes your uh, your place value. Now God sees you uh, where you are now able to help somebody else while he's able to help you. You see, you have to understand what the Bible was saying here. God is saying, listen, uh, uh, you have to understand that when you are a doer of the word, you're not just helping yourself, but you're helping somebody else. 
Jesus set the prime example when he came, laid his life down on the cross. It wasn't about him as much as it was about you. And it wasn't about you as much as it was about him. Jesus tells us all the time in the Old Testament, he said, the Old Testament spoke of me. I'm only here because the word of God told me to be here. The word of God spoke this already years ago. The word of God has already laid the foundation that this right here was going to happen. Now that it has happened, what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Lastly, the word of God declares that when we are doers of the word, now God is able to change our faith. Now our faith can grow a little bit more and a little bit more. Because the more you do the work, the more God can draw you closer to him. The more he can now elevate you a little bit higher. Now, now your faith in God becomes more intense. Now, now, now where you used to have issues trusting him, now trusting him isn't a factor. Now, 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 now that you start doing the work, you realize that it's not you, but it is Christ that dwells on the inside when you're doing the work. You see, when you're doing the work, you understand that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world because you understand that you are powerless when it comes to what God has in store for you when you're doing the work. You see, the work is up to us. Now, it's easy, it's easy to get caught up it's easy to get caught up in doing things our own way. We fight that. We want to stay away from that. We try so hard to not make it about us. But then there are times we find ourselves moving in our own strength, in our own power. My mind just ain't quite clicking. Things are just not making sense. Things are just not adding up. I want to get closer to you, Jesus, but it seems like my circumstances just won't allow me to. I want to do more, but I just can't seem to shake the weekend blues. It seemed like, Lord, I want to be drawn closer to you, but I can't seem to let go of that very thing. And I just want to encourage you today, family of God, I don't have no secret potion. I don't have no magic words. But what I can tell you is that you have to trust God even in the midst of it. Nobody said it would be easy. Nobody said it would be easy. We move as a body, as a family. We move as the Spirit of God moves. We had an amazing time on last Sabbath with our sister church. And I'm still hearing the, the accolades and the, and, the, and the well wishes and the, and the wonderful experience that, that, that everybody had. 
But that wasn't just one person. That was a collective. That meant that you came with the right attitude. They came with the right attitude. Everybody came ready to work. Came ready to let God have his way. But then there are those hadn't quite made it to that level of commitment yet and we're still hitting and missing it's time family today is the day that we get off the bench and get into the game today is the day today is the day for us to say Lord no more just hearing the word but now I'm ready to do it. Today is the day for your salvation. There may be somebody here today that you are ready to make that step. You're ready to come on in a little bit further. You're ready to, you're ready to surrender it all over to Jesus. Today is your day to say, Lord, this church this place I want to make this my home there may be somebody here that that desires to be baptized and you said I want to be baptized in, in the watery grave I want to get my life right I've messed up I've done some things and it's, I just want to get by right maybe you've never been baptized in the Seventh Day Adventist Church before and you want to make this day your day I want you to meet me down here at the front I want to greet you I want to meet with you. There may be somebody here today. Amen, Sister Mary. Praise God. Amen. Blessings on you, sister. God is good. There may be somebody want to join Sister Mary up here. I say, I want to get baptized. I want to make this my home. I want to make this my church. This is what we do here. We're getting out of the pews, and we're coming into the throne. We're getting out of the courtyard, and we're coming into the holy, because we want Jesus to come soon to take us into the holy of holies. There may be somebody here. I want to invite you to come. Just come. There may be somebody else. I want to make it available. Don't worry about who's looking, who's watching. It's, it's about you and Jesus. It's about you and Jesus. This is you and Jesus' time right here, right now. Let's shame the devil. Let's put his face deep down in the sand. Let's bury him right now. Is that one? Just come. Just come meet us. We about to pray. I'm not going to hold you long, but I want to give you that opportunity to make sure that you have your calling and election sure. We praise God for Sister Mary. Sister Mary said, I want to make this my church. She came last week. She said, this is my church. I ain't playing with none of y'all up in here. This is my church. And we receive her with love and open arms. Is there one more? Is there one more? We want to make it available. We're about to pray. Let's bow. Father, we thank you so much for what has transpired in this place. Lord, we don't want to just be hearers of the word. We want to hear it, but we want to do it. We want to be about it. We want to tell the world about your soon return. We want to live the life that you've called us to live. 
We want to be that vessel, oh God, that you can use any time you see fit. Oh God, we thank you. We thank you for Sister Mary today, oh God. We thank you for her commitment and her dedication and her desire to follow you all the way. It is indeed a privilege, oh God, to baptize her, oh God, to study with her, to talk with her, to get to know her a little bit better. But at the end of the day, oh God, it is our desire for all of us to be ready to receive you with open arms. For we thank you for your Sabbath. Thank you for your day of rest. Thank you for your son. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for your cleansing power. Thank you for just being God all by yourself. We thank you, Jesus. So as we end this service, do what you do. Creating us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within us that wherever we go or whatever we do, your name will be glorified. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray. In Jesus' name, let the people of God say amen, amen. and amen again. Can we put our hands together and worship God in this space? Let's give the pastor another amen for that beautiful message today. Amen. We made a New Year's resolution. Amen. Not a revolution and keep going the same way. We want to be resolute in our desire and our commitment to do what God said, to be a doer of God's holy word and not a hearer only. Let us stand for our benediction. Father God, we're so grateful for the moving of your Holy Spirit today upon our hearts, Lord, to prick our hearts, to waken us, to quicken us, Lord, to be doers of your holy word. We're thankful for Sister Mary that joined uh, today, Lord. Bless her in her commitment, Lord. There were others, Lord, who wanted to make that commitment, Lord. Continue to press upon their hearts, Lord. Don't give them rest until they have made their calling and election sure. Now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May he cause his face to shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. The church said together, amen. Deacons will usher you out.